Good evening, listener. So, my dear listener out there, please, I want to plead with you. Draw the attention of your children, no matter how young they may be. Even if we say the child cannot even read the Bible yet, as they are hearing this word of God, the word of God is spirit, is power. It's impacting them, and they will continue to grow up to be children that will be for signs and wonders in Jesus' name. Amen. So, my dear listener, I want to believe you are doing that already. Thank you very much. God bless you. With me as well is Sister Lua from Elia. You are welcome to the program tonight. Good evening, listener. Thank you very much. My dear listener, there in the previous episode, we were looking at the series of messages on salvation through Christ and the everlasting hope we have. We looked at several instances where people go into self-condemnation, and because of that self-condemnation, they refuse to forgive themselves when God has said, I've forgiven you. And our Heavenly Father make our Lord Jesus Christ to come through the lineage that touches every worst, put it in quote, worst situation that human beings could imagine, but our Lord Jesus Christ came through that lineage, he made sure that background reflects each of those people, and now God said, I've forgiven you through our Lord Jesus Christ. So there's nothing new you would have done, someone has not done before, as recorded in the book of Matthew, chapter 1, from verse 1 up to the end, but for the emphasis we are placing now is from verse 1 to verse 6. On your own, you can study and use Bible references to look at each of the names mentioned there, how filthy they were, how terrible their sins were. Yet our Lord Jesus Christ came through that knowledge, a confirmation for Heavenly Father, that you are restored, irrespective of what you have gone through. Move away from the level of not forgiving yourself, connect to the forgiveness that we have enjoyed through our Lord Jesus Christ. And also, we touch in the area of Matthew chapter 16, where our Lord Jesus Christ asked the disciple, I've heard what people were saying about me. Who is this man? Who is this person? And they were giving all different stories, names, and who he is. And our Lord Jesus Christ asked the disciple, Who do you say I am? And Peter said, You are Christ. And our Lord Jesus said, Wow, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father that has revealed to you. And what he meant there is, he said, You are Christ. You are the Son of God. You are the one that take away sins, and remove every curse. Whatever you might have done wrong, and people will tell you is the curse from the law that is working against you. Therefore, that is why this evil thing is a calamity before you. Now, all those things are misconception and misinterpretation. Our God is not a wicked God. He has shown us that love. For He loves us so much, He gave us His only begotten Son, that whoever should believe in Him will not perish, will not die, but will have everlasting life. To enjoy that everlasting blessing through our Lord Jesus Christ. He became sin for us, and He forgave all our sins, and removed every curse that has to do with the law. So my dear listeners out there, there is no curse from anywhere that come upon you. In one of the episodes where we taught this, somebody even wrote us during the week, and some even called on the phone, to ask questions about, hey, about the curse that people say we go with not paying tithes, and because of that, devourers uh, will not be rebuked, and things will come upon them, and we told them, it is misinterpretation, it is erroneous teaching that has gained ground, and it has been institutionalized in so many congregations. Unfortunately, people now do things out of compulsion, the scripture says God loves a cheerful giver. He's supposed to give cheerfully as believing as children of God. So a lot of people now live in fear. They are so scared that something evil will come upon them because they did not pay their tithe. Tithe is wonderful for you and I to pay. 
And what is it used for? Is used to touch the life of people. So that those people that whose life are touched will be able to give glory to God and praise the Father in heaven. And we are told in the scripture, that's not part of our teaching tonight, about who are the people that's meant for? They use it to take care of the strangers. They use it to take care of the widows, the fatherless, the orphans out there, and people that are in need and deliver it, that are working in the house of God. And God said, when you do this one, by the time you do it, it will remove a lot of challenges we have in the society. The social need, the social welfare and the welfare issues that a lot of people have all over the world countries where they embrace this idea of tithing idea of attacks being used for what is meant for they live in peace they enjoy all the blessings that lord said we go with people who obey and pay tithe so i know a few countries which have even been where when you pay tithe in the church in your own church there the government has a record of it and you will be paid back through your tax form of tax relief because they believe according to the scripture, whatever tithe you pay is used in taking care of needs of people in the society. That would have been a big problem in the society. That would have become a terrible thing in the society. And when people are blessed, somebody that didn't even know where the money comes from, they are blessed through all these social welfare, the area people's life are touched. They will give glory to God and say, God, I thank you for blessing me. That was what God wanted it to be. That you will not have any storehouse for people to be blessed. However, some priests at that time were diverting what is meant to be used in taking care of people. The priests at that time were diverting it. The workers in the temple were diverting it and using it for their own personal gain. And God said, curse being upon you. It wasn't about the person that paid tithe or did not pay tithe. There's no curse of law upon you. It was God that said that you people stop doing this. Otherwise, the opposite of the blessing that's supposed to come on the people that are paying tight will be coming upon you that are stealing from it. So, my dear listener there, if somebody is telling you there's a curse upon you because you did not pay tight, you did not do this, please, it is not the teaching from above, from my Heavenly Father. Check out the book of Malachi chapter 1, read the entire chapter 1, read chapter 2. When you go to chapter 3, there he says, O ye priests, curse be upon you because you are stealing. And what are we having in so many organizations today? So many churches are we really using this issue of tithe for what we're supposed to use it for? Instead, we create fear in people and make them to have a wrong impression, a wrong picture of Heavenly Father. Please, let's do the right thing. If you need assistance, go for further training. And the Holy Spirit will guide and lead you on how to do it right. But the message tonight is just to point out there's no curse under the law that Lord has placed upon you that Lord Jesus Christ has not taken care of for you and I to continue to enjoy the blessing. We are made righteous through our Lord Jesus Christ to counter the disobedience by the first Adam as recorded in the book of Romans chapter 5. There we continue to enjoy that righteousness in our Lord Jesus Christ. So when you go to God to pray, you kneel down. What the Lord sees is not you. It's not the filthiness in you. What he sees is the righteousness of our Lord Jesus. Let's read together from verse 18 to 19, please. Yes. Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Verse 19. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. Thank you. And that is the righteousness we enjoy in our Lord Jesus Christ. However, balancing this message with God's demand for holiness from you and I is the area where you and I need to pay attention to. 
This is not a license to be living a reckless life. In the name of, we are enjoying the righteousness in our Lord Jesus Christ. When you approach the throne of grace, he doesn't see how holy you are for you to be blessed. He sees the righteousness in our Lord Jesus Christ. However, he lays emphasis on it. For you and I to live a life that will reflect the nature of God, the nature of Christ. The truth is this. The more people understand the message of grace, with less of the condemnation that is always coming from so many quarters, the better they will connect to living a holy life. They will be more loving. They will be happier. They will be radiating the glory of God. They will be more compassionate and Christ-like in the way they behave when they connect to the message of grace and the hope we have in our Lord Jesus Christ. Typical example is the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Pharisees and the teachers of old at that time were the custodians of the law and they were always holding to the law. In fact, every item they will even underline, you have not obeyed this, they broke the law down up to 613. And if you are guilty of one, you have to go through the sacrifice for you to be able to come back. And our Lord Jesus Christ told them, look, you guys kept on pointing this. You were holding on to the law and the work of kindness, the work of being compassionate is missing among you. So my dear listener out there, the more you understand this message of grace, the message of love, the more you'll be empowered to live a holy life. In the subsequent episode by the special grace of God, we'll be looking at holiness as in Christ and what the Lord expects from you and I. And a lot of questions people were asking about restitution. We'll be able to touch on them. But tonight we'll continue our message on salvation through Christ and the everlasting hope we enjoy through him. There are several areas where our Lord Jesus Christ had to confront the Pharisees and the teachers of old because of the misconception they have about God and how they misrepresented God before the people. They add on to the condemnation by the law without understanding where and who the law was pointing to. The law was pointing to our Lord Jesus Christ. We read the place in the book of Numbers chapter 35 verse 28 where we are told that at the death of the high priest, the man that is in the city of refuge can come back to town and his sin is wiped up completely. Numbers 35 verse 28 pointing to our Lord Jesus Christ. So everything that was stated in the scripture was pointing to our Lord Jesus Christ. However, the Pharisees and the teachers of old did not understand the love of God. For his children, which was why our Lord Jesus Christ narrated the story of the father who forgave his son that went on riotous living before the son even came home to apologize because what the son did according to the law supposed to have drawn death penalty. But we are told that the, the son went to a far country, squandered all the things the father gave him, and by the time he was like, Wow, why am I suffering like this? The father every day will wake up and be checking through the roof of his house being a very wealthy man with a lamp in the night looking around, maybe this my child will come back. And by the time our Lord Jesus Christ was telling this story to the Pharisees, they got so angry. What are you saying? Are you saying a father that's supposed to have presented that child to be stoned to death, to be killed, is the one that will get up every day, very early in the morning and late in the night, looking and expecting the child to come home. And Lord Jesus Christ used it to point to them the love of our Heavenly Father for you and I. And this was contrary to the teachings of the teachers of old. After they listened to what Christ was saying, they said, we have to kill this man. We have to get rid of this Jesus Christ because he's teaching people things that will make them to turn away from following us. 
Today, we may not have the Pharisees or Sadducees or the teachers of old coming out to wear all those long robes, but we have them in so many pulpits. Where people are condemned, where people are not made to even see the joy in Christ, where people are made to go through some sacrifices before they come to worship God, where people are made to realize that you have to do some things right before God can answer your prayer, putting bondage and obstacle in the path of people instead of pointing them to our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look at this together in the book of Luke chapter 15. We read from verse 1 to 2, and then we read the next few verses as well. So that we'll be able to get the picture our Lord Jesus Christ was presenting about God, our Heavenly Father. Let's continue reading, please. Let's read the first two verses. Tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. Thank you, my dear listener out there. Whatever may be your sinfulness in your life, we have seen the picture here. And those people were complaining. And somebody was saying, hey, look at this, even this man that is preaching on the road. He doesn't know God hates sin. Yes, God hates sin, but he loves the sinner. He hates this sin, but he loves you. He cares for you. That's why we are saying the more you appreciate the love of God, the more you are empowered to go away from such sins. So let, let's continue reading so that we'll be able to get the picture. Now the Pharisees were complaining. And Lord Jesus was too close to the sinners. He was eating with them. And Christ gave them this picture. Let's read from verse 11, please. Then Jesus said, A man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate that will belong to me. So he divided his assets between them. After a few days, the younger son gathered together all he had and left on a journey to a distant country. And there he squandered his wealth with a wild lifestyle. Then after he had spent everything, a severe famine took place in that country and he began to be in need. Okay, just pause a little there. Now, what that son did when the Pharisees listened to what our Lord Jesus Christ was saying, they got up on their seat and it's like, want to know what next. Because for a child to do that one time will not permit us, if you look at that in the Old Testament as well, the law says is the first child that has the inheritance law favoring him. He's supposed to take two-thirds of whatever is left behind. He will oversee it for it to be given to the younger ones. But this is the younger one that came up to ask for something ahead of his brother, the senior brother. The law says such a child should be presented by the father and should be stoned to death. Now, our Lord Jesus has presented this picture to the Pharisees out there and to the teachers of old. And when he said, this child went to a far country, to not make the case worse, the next few verses says he was even eating with the pig and a lot of things there, which is also abomination. And they were waiting for the landing. And by the time our Lord Jesus had landed the story, they became enraged. They become so angry. It's like, what? And what was our Lord Jesus telling them? This is the picture of God our Heavenly Father. Showing that love to you, even when you have not come to beg for forgiveness. He's saying, I love you. Continue reading, please. Verse 15. So he went and walked for one of the citizens of the country, who sent him to his feet to feed pigs. He was longing to eat the carob's pots the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. But when he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's health workers have food enough to spare? But here I am dying from hunger. I will get up and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your head workers. Thank you. 
That was what the child thought in his mind. I said, I will go to my father. Now, I want us to pay attention to verse 20, which represents God, what God thinks about you and I. Onyinda Mala, please read for us verse 20 of that Luke chapter 15. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming, filled with love and compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. Thank you. Now, this is the picture of God the Father. When our Lord Jesus Christ was talking to the people, they knew what he was saying. They understood the tradition, the culture. For a rich man, a wealthy man, they wear long robe that drags on the floor. And for the father to be able to run, we are told that he saw him afar off. And they said every day the man wakes up, he'll be watching out. Maybe this my child will come home one day. And he had to roll his cloth out there. And he ran and fell on the neck of the child. And he kissed him. That child has not uttered a single word of apology or forgive me, my father. We are told that he only thought of it that I will go back home. Who knows? Maybe he said, by the time I get to my father, I will beg. I will plead with him. Who knows? Maybe the father will say, hey, you will serve the punishment for what you have done. No. But the God presented here. I have no father by Lord Jesus that says, look, the father saw him afar off. He had compassion on him. He ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. My dear listener out there, this is the future of God the Father we have. How He loves you. That even where you are, you have not even come to confess with your mouth, to beg for forgiveness. He's saying, I have compassion on you. I love you. And He's running to meet you, to fall on your neck and kiss you and embrace you. You are going to see what happened in the subsequent verses. We may not be able to complete this tonight. How the father celebrated that child, the prodigal son. This is the popular story they refer to as the prodigal son. How the father celebrated him. He celebrated him, he honored him, and decorated him out there. My dear listener, this is what our Lord Jesus Christ stood for. And this is what he's telling you and I. If God could forgive you, even before you come to apologize, to plead, and say, please forgive me. How much more you and I, that we need to follow his footsteps, and say that person that offended you. And you are still waiting until the person comes to apologize. God is saying, don't wait. You don't need to. This is the picture of God the Father presented by Lord Jesus Christ. Forgive that person up front. Even before the person spoke. Read the next verses, please. Verse 21. Then his son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Hurry, bring the Just best robe. Just there. You have to follow the sequence. The child had not confessed or begged for forgiveness before the father forgave up front. And that's what the Lord wants you and I to do. Forgive up front, even if the person... By the time you do it, you know what? You bring the person on his or her And if the person doesn't come on his or her just give the person up to God. We'll be looking at this in the subsequent episode. And the next verse before we leave tonight. Read that last verse, please. But the father said to his slaves, Hurry! Bring the best rope and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. That's amazing. We may not be able to explain this tonight, but by the rope, the ring, and the best sandal on his feet. My dear listener out there, God loves you. He's ready to celebrate you. He's ready to embrace you, to honor you, irrespective of the sinfulness in your life. As you come to him tonight, you know what? People will be coming to ask you the secret of your success and be pointing them to our Lord Jesus Christ. Irrespective of your filthiness, Rehab was an alert. Our Lord Jesus Christ became one of the great grandchildren. Judah committed a terrible sin of incest. 
he became one of the great grandfather in the lineage of our Lord Jesus Christ. What David did with Uriah's wife, he became one of the lineage of our Lord Jesus Christ. And not only that, Ruth the Moabite, coming from a tribe that is hated, that's supposed to be from generation to generation, he became celebrated. We have seen the picture of the Father in heaven celebrating us. My dear listener there, what have you got to lose by not coming to this our Lord Jesus Christ? Open up tonight, he's waiting for you. Searching and looking for you. Are you ready to go with him? Our Father, we thank you Lord for what you have done. Thank you Lord for your reassurance for your children. Tonight, a turnaround has come, has taken place in the life of that individual in Jesus' name. Amen. Whatever area you are believing God for, anything you are believing God to do for you, in terms of victory, in terms of healing, in terms of deliverance, nothing is going to stand against you because Christ paid the price for you. You are blessed, you are healed, you are delivered in Jesus' name. Amen. I thank you, Lord, for that you've done. For in Jesus Christ's name, I've prayed. Amen. Amen. For more information, you can link us on our email address. Kingdom Life Family at Yahoo.com or through our producer, Taiwo Omoshule, Echo 89.7 FM, Latija Kondewe, Agidingbe, Ikeja. A sound engineer on this program has been Sonayo Joseph. Remain blessed. Thank you very much, my dear listener. There, I want to plead with you. Let others see Christ in you in everything you do. Christianity is a way of life, not just a religion. How kind hearted are you? How honest are you in your business? How considerate are you when you are relating with people? And how well are you ready to forgive even when people come to apologize? Please, these are things that you can use to bring others to Christ. When they start reading the Revised Standard Version of the Bible in the way you behave. I'm Jumi Adeto Yishonlagonju. Be part of this program next week Sunday by 8.05. Remain blessed. <laughs> Righteousness, peace and joy.